dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. Welcome, everyone. I am Liz Murdoch, talking with the dogs. And today we have Lily from the Beagle Freedom Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to rescuing and rehabilitating beagles from, you want to say it, Lily? You're a pro at this. Yes. The the Beagle Freedom Project is a non-for-profit foundation, an advocacy organization that rescues and rehomes animals used in experimentation. So that can be biomedical research, pharmaceutical testing, any animal experimentation. Beagle Freedom Project saves those animals. And it's not necessarily just beagles, but all animals, including cats, pigs, mice, rats, horses, goats, you name it, Beagle Freedom Project saves them. And you not only save them, but you're committed to their rehabilitation. Some organizations will rescue a dog and then turn it over to another organization that does the rehabilitation work. You're very comprehensive. Yes, we do the the everything from the point that they are rescued from the laboratory till they are in their forever home. We are all hands on board and throughout the entire process, even after adoption. You know, we stay in a in very close contact with our fosters and adopters um, and are able to kind of follow the animals through their journey of freedom. Yes, and it can take months for them to decompress. They've never yeah. been out. Many of them have never been outside. All of them have pretty much never been outside, never touched grass, never slept on a bed, never had their own dog bowl, never seen a toy. Um, So some people I know would say, how do you get them out of there? Why are the labs willing to let them go? Well, thankfully, Shannon Keith and Beagle Freedom Project passed the Beagle Bill, which changed the law from animals being able to be euthanized after the experiment to actually legally having to be placed into an adoptive home. So that's how we're able to get our animals. And that's all because of Beagle Freedom Project and Shannon Keith passing laws and giving a voice to the voiceless. That's wonderful. And it took a while. It wasn't just like, oh, let's just change this. This is 10 years, a decade in the making. Beagle Freedom Project uh, was established in 2010. So this has been 10 years in the making and we're still going. We're still passing new bills and fighting the fight every year. So one of the things, I met Shannon at a dog show. She ended just happened to sit in front of me and (laughs) there was a row of Beagle Freedom Foundation people or Beagle fans that it was, it was amazing because they're unlike any other from what I from my experience. They're yeah. unlike any other, you know, group of people who like, you know, certain kinds of dogs or they're they love their rescue because they got their dog. 
you guys are passionate about the Beagles and your mission to educate and support each other. Like Absolutely. you drive hours to go support each other, like at this dog show where there were many dogs and there was a mass of you. So that's really exciting. Was this in, at the, in Santa Monica? Yes. Okay. Walker and I were supposed to do that. Yes. 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 There were some beagles there. And yes. it, it, it was, it, I was really moved just by the whole event, but yeah. I was also touched by how many people were there with the, for the beagles. Oh, it was very touching. You're, you're a very special organization and how you all, you just, all support each other and you're there for the dogs. And I think it's- And the passion, you said passion and it's a very passionate, caring group of people. And I think that's, that clearly resonates as you saw. Yes, yes. And 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 getting together beyond yes. just your work. We call so, it a family and it really is. It was clear. It was clear. So I, I was just in the audience of this dog show. It was, what's the name of the, it? was the Rescue- Rescue dog show. Rescue dog show. And it was wonderful. And I love love the idea of it. So great. So many great dogs and a lot of great people. So Walker, is Walker still right with you? He's right next to me. He's been very patient. So normally when I talk to a dog, for those of you who have listened to my podcast, Talking With The Dogs, or have worked with me, you know, I I say, please don't tell me anything about the dog. The the less said, the better, because then everyone knows there's no way I would know. But in this case, I didn't, I forgot to say, don't tell me anything. So when I got the bio about Beagle Freedom Foundation, there was a little bio about Walker. And I was like, oh no, now I know that he was your most severely, uh, I I don't want to say damn, most severely affected dog that Beagle Freedom Foundation had had, one of them. It took him a long time to come out of his shell. Is that right? Yeah, it took him. I mean, it's hard to put an exact date on it because right. there'd be like a very small steps that would just seem like a huge breakthrough. But I don't even know if there was one time where he just came out of his shell. I think it was like a long period of gradual steps. Okay. So can we see Walker so everyone can meet him? Hello, Walker. So, Walker, my name's Liz. I, I talk to dogs, and now is a chance for you to tell whatever you want. Some dogs will tell a lot of different things about whatever, and some dogs are less chatty. But I can tell you're the quiet kind of dog, and you had to be quiet. And, wow, I do feel a lot of emotion. He had to be quiet because in a laboratory setting, they – they sort they get by by being quiet. It's a survival thing and getting attention. And he says, not survival in the way of they're going to kill them for misbehaving, but he doesn't want to be labeled misbehaved. It was a survival to, to just be quiet, to get negative attention, to keep, um, he, sometimes he felt safer being kept being quiet because you never know who's coming. And some people are kinder than others. So that's why it, I just feel like I want to cry. He says, I so he, can, he's, I feel you're exactly right. <laughs> I had, okay. I, just, I feel, um, I see his eyebrows moving like, right uh-huh. he's, um, very, I mean, he, when you started talking to him, he, he looked up like he's twitching a little bit and he is a very quiet dog and that was not in the description I sent you at all and that I a thousand percent see that for him 
So he says the word. So he could tell that I was getting sad because I could feel his sadness in this confined space and it would be noisy and he would have to do his best to be quiet. Right, Walker? But he's, he, there are kind people and he knows that some of the people do the work with the animals because they feel it's necessary for what people want. And he, he held it together as much as he could. And there were some very, there was a kind lady, I think that, um, so that helped him to, he looked forward, he had things to, oh, he had hope. He had things to look forward to. And he says, he, he, kindness is so important and I'm just feeling just a lot of emotion. And he also says that he blossomed. He likes to say that he was, he had hunkered down and he had learned that way of coping. I feel it in his hackles behind or behind in his shoulder, in his neck area. And I think that's a good place in terms of tightness that he likes to be not so much stroked because it makes him nervous. He likes stroking, like, but he also likes when like not you Lily because he lives with you but if you were to take both hands and put them on his upper shoulder area and both hand try both hands and put them there and just hold it it will relax him and it's yeah and it helps him for whatever reason that's a place where he's used to See, I already, I can feel a relaxation. I feel. His I feel eyes that. are like getting sleepy. Yeah. He's yeah. relaxing. It's taking that, it's like cracking the shell is the image that I get. That he has armor. He he learned to develop armor and he, it, it's like helping him take it off. Like thawing, right, Walker? It's thawing. So that that's an area that helps you thaw. You look a little perked up too. So Walker, is there something else that we should know that you really like? He loves the sunshine. He loves so, the sunshine. He says sometimes it's bright. He still gets used to that in the heat. Is a new experience for him. Yeah, he. That's funny you say that because he loves to. He gets very excited to lay out in the sun. He loves. Yeah, and I. It's funny you say that even because yesterday I was explaining to someone because they were noticing him sunbathing and I said, oh yeah, Walker had never seen the light of day for the first two and a half years of his life. And he is very intrigued by the sun and lights changing. And also the temperature. He can tell the difference between, he's like, oh, it's hot sun. It's, it's cold sun. It's different kinds of temperature of the sun he's aware of because they kept them, my sense that I'm getting from him in a climate controlled environment. So change of temperature is unusual. He's still adapting to change of temperature. Does he have a preference? Well, he, he doesn't like extreme, the word extreme. I, so I get words, the word extreme. He doesn't like extremes as much, but he's a pleaser. So He's a pleaser. So when I say he doesn't like extremes, I'm getting the sense that extremes make him not nauseous, but it's sort of like, whoa, what was that? Okay. And he has to adjust. It's like, he'll look around. He's, he's used, he likes it warmer than when it was cold. Sometimes it was very air conditioned and sometimes it was cold in the labs. Yeah. So you've been in the labs. I have never been in a lab. I, uh, I saw, I know exactly where he came from and no people have been there. Um, and it's so, air conditioned, you know yes. that? 
It's yes. very cold to them. Very cold. And he, um, when I first got him, did not like the cold, but he was way too thin to keep himself warm. So mm-hmm. I had to put him under a lot of blankets and he loves to burrow and be warm and cuddly. So he loves that. But when I told you earlier about the hands, keep doing that. He likes that. And you'll notice he was, he looked really like he was going to fall asleep yeah. when we started it. And then you did the hands and he perked up and then he got up and it's very common for animals when I do video conversations to get up and walk away. And then when they really like something we're talking, they often come back. So Interesting. We'll He's out what, sunbathing right now. Oh, how funny. Well, <laughs> we were talking about sunbathing. So maybe the matter, the- Yeah, could be. Yeah. So that happens. So I've talked to dogs about the water and they go and get water to drink. That's crazy. Wow. So we're, I can still tune into Walker. So we're going to get a sense. I, someone's wondering how long you've had him now. I've had him for, so I got him September of 2018. Okay. So you've had him for a couple of years now. 2017. It was 2017. It's been, this is going to be our third year. Okay. So he's telling me he was smaller. He's telling me he was, he was very skittish, but he's coming to his own and he, he's very proud of that. And it's like the, he, oh, you know that he's proud of that? I, I'm proud of him. He's proud of himself too, because he said that as much as he hunkered down in the, in this, I get a sense of the space that he was in. He, the, the, the term emotional thought leader, he helped the other dogs. They, the dogs had a connection and I'm getting a sense that they communicate with each other. And he is a wiser dog because he learned to hunker down and not all the dogs do. And maybe you can speak to that, that some of them come out, they, they're more yappier and reactive. Yes. Yeah, totally. And he wasn't, and he helped calm those other dogs. Does he, has he, he works with other dogs. Sometimes he's with other beagle dogs and he, from the, the newer dogs now, I mean, in the year since he's been out, he's seen some of the newer dogs and helped calm them down. And he likes doing that. And he said, so he said that that's why he likes that he can show off. Oh, he can show off how far he's come. His, oh, his, his resilience to other dogs and people that they too can change like he did. He's what he's overcome and been able to release because he had that in him. Okay. Uh, So yeah, he's proud. So he said is, and I talk a lot about dogs having missions in their work and he, so it's like he's retired from that work and he doesn't want to make a big point about it because he'd rather talk about the work that is going on by the people rescuing these dogs. Or in a way, he says that the labs don't like to think about it as rescue because it's like, interesting. Because it's easy to think, oh, that's horrible. They're doing medical testing. But the we have to work together to help the labs, now that there's a law, take the dog's to their next stage Does of life. Does he know this? Does he I, that's know? what I'm getting from him. Wow. Is that, that's why he's like, because he said there were some very kind people. What was hard is that it's there's different people and, and some are going to interact with a dog in a laboratory setting, not as an animal, but as an individual. And there, there, was, there was someone there who was more individual than work. 
And, and he knows that, is he consciously aware of like, he was in a lab and now he's free? Does he know, does he know the difference? He knows the difference in his life, that his life has changed. Okay. And that he has a freedom of choice and choice for dogs is a big deal. As much as we might want to train our dogs to do this and that, dogs like choice. Do you want to sit here on the couch right. or here? And the more we give them choices like a toddler that they can choose, the better they can, the happier they are. They had some control in their lives. I mean, yeah. it, it, I, I ask people sometimes, if you, if you were trapped in a building and people couldn't get to you, would you want them to send a dog? And everybody says, yes. Right? Right. So we have to give dogs credit and we give them choice of where to go to find someone buried under rubble. Right. So give them choice on which side of the couch they want to sit on or whatever. But he, so he had, right. cho- he knows he had choice, but it's made him selective outside of where he was that he goes to the people like you who's honoring his, not like his poor baby kind of thing. What a horrible life. That was then. Now I'm here. Let's celebrate and focus on what I can do outside the lab. And so we can help other dogs rehabilitate kind of thing. He's like, because there's people who like, I I would never want to get a dog that I didn't know that, or it had a troubled past because how am I going to help it? But stories like Walker showing that he's such a wonderful, loving addition to your life. Help others think, oh, I could do that. I would love to do that. And it, it helps the shift to right. that you need fosters or people volunteering to take these dogs who are capable um, right. of dealing with the transition, but knowing that sometimes a challenge in a dog is not permanent. Right, right. And they grow and change. So, yes. So I think this feeling I'm getting from Walker where he, you know, before he was tired and and then when he lays out in the sun and he can stretch out and I think he'll come back and he'll show us that that can happen for a lot of dogs. And he likes to show that. So your, your question, does he know he was in a lab? He knows he was somewhere that he, he had to live in this hunkered shivering state. And he, he knew for whatever reason, he had to be quiet. It, for him, being quiet was a survival mechanism, not to yap because- Was he afraid? Well, I get the word skittish. I think he he he, he was afraid at, at, at the unexpected of the things he didn't like as much. You know, like a dog, if we take a dog's food away, we can say afraid. Oh, I think they did take their food. They had a certain amount of time to eat and then they would take it away. Wow. I get a sense that- that yeah he they had well, that's time correct. that oh. is it, totally and that's why because walker's more meek i would timid i would say is why he was so skinny because the other dogs would go eat before like he didn't you know he wasn't he's not aggressive like you've been saying you know he's more quiet um so yeah, that's why i think he was so underweight is in addition to you know given being given minimal portions i also don't think he had the not opportunity to eat no no i think he there was a time constraint yes and he was cautious about it and and dog i mean i have 3 dogs and they all eat in different ways Me so too. some of it is just personality and his personality was like survival Mm. And I do feel I'm saying, can we talk about something else? So, okay. Yeah. He, so the, so the food thing, wow. 
Yeah. So he, he knows he's in a better place, but I don't feel like he's, he just doesn't want to go there. He, you know, we don't, and we don't, yeah, we don't have to, I know it was very traumatic. I'm curious. Um, I had a, a dog pass away recently. Did he notice that? And did he have any thoughts about that? So he, so the first thing I get, he, of course I noticed he, he's very aware of shifts. It was a shift. He's aware of a shift of energy in the household and he's aware of, of your grief, not so much his grief. <laughs> I'm about to cry again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, no. He just came back in too. See, oh God. <laughs> I say they, they come back when something's important and he wants to console you because he, he's like, I know what that's like. So he saw friends where he was. You okay? Yeah, yeah, go on. This is just very real. <laughs> he saw friends leave. So- And not come back. Exactly. So he's, he's well, what he's saying, he's used to that. Wow. I know, wow. This, I have the emotion. So he's, so for him, that's why it was different because- he, I guess he, he liked the other dog, but he's used to friends leaving. Jeez, that is so tough. Wow. Did he like that dog that left? He did. He did. He, he's, he, well, I'm seeing the words not so much. So, so they liked it. <laughs> he was so mean to him. Freddie was so mean. Yeah, to him. That's yeah. why he, he wanted to like, at first I was like, he wanted to like him because his walker's goal is to get along with anyone yeah. and anything. If he's <laughs> on his bed and you plop a blanket on top of it or something, a book that he doesn't want, he's not going to make a, he's going to try yes. and get along. Yep. So his first re inclination. And so Walker, I'm going to say, Walker, you don't have to get along all the time with things that you don't like. You can choose. You're in a safe place, Walker. Okay. <sighs> so... <laughs> No, the, uh, he didn't, the other dog, he doesn't even want to say I didn't like the other dog. He's just saying, not so much that, let's leave it at that. You love the other dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He knows he you wanted to play with him, but Freddie did not want to play with a young beagle. <laughs> what does he think of his brothers now? The little guys? Does he call them, would he call them the little guys? I call them the little guys. Oh, you do? <laughs> yes, they're my little boys and the big boy, the little guys. Yeah. That, see, he's very tight. Crazy. First thing he said was the little guys. <laughs> that is so wild. Yeah. So <laughs> his response is, what can I say? <laughs> That is so funny. he's he's not gonna he's not gonna put anyone down. He's not gonna put anyone down from the people in the lab to dogs that aren't kind. The people in the lab are doing their job. Our our he says what people need to know listening is that our our consumer economy, as much as we think, oh, that's awful, is still based on testing on animals. Wow. And that People are doing their jobs. They have their own kids to feed. It's part of the business that's accepted. And he's going to say, I'm just going to leave it at that. And, it, and I'm glad that we have a life af outside of that where we can go and live after we've done our part. But until our consumerism changes, because he, he says he's seen it all in, within the lab, it, until the consumerism changes and that people don't want those products or don't need those products that 
for whatever reason, need to be tested on animals to benefit people, then it will continue. And that's just the way it is. And he's not going to go into that because it's really the people making the choices that keep it going. But there were people within the lab who were doing the best he could. They could. Wow. And, and where the, did that come from? Why did he bring that up? I think when he's talking about getting along with like with the dog that passed away, where yes. he learned where he learned that is because for him survival into survival within the lab to lead, to live his better his best life was based on this personality that he adopted for, okay. that worked for him. Whereas other dogs might I have a rescue dog that I say she yapped her way into my life. <laughs> we were we were at a vet and visiting my one of my sick dog and she was just barking and she'd been abandoned at the vet. And I was like can we just take her out of there? Because and they, and they were tired of it, but they didn't know what to do with her because they kept hoping her owner would come back. So they, she yapped her way. They took her out. I held her, and she ended up coming home. And here she is now. Wow! Ten years later, I still have her. But she. So wow. for her, the yapping got attention and got what she wanted. Walker learned, and so, and lots of dogs have different ways that they cope. Walker learned to sort of when I'm getting toe the line. Yes. to survive, to get what he wanted, whether it was someone stopping. There's, I get an image from Walker of these, of these dogs, like in a row and some are, some are sick, get sick, or they've eaten too fast or whatever, or they're having an effect from whatever they're testing on them. Walker would be quiet. And then someone was like, Oh, you're so good. He'd get positive attention oh. by being that way when the dog next to him might be yapping or doing something considered irritating, like right. noise, making noise. noises. So that dog's making noises. So someone comes over, shh, be quiet. And he's sitting there like cute little walker and he gets a, oh, you're so good. How are you doing? He's, he's wagging and walking as you said that. So he, yeah. hi, walker. You want to come back and walker. say anything else? You can come back. Come here, walker. walker. You want to say anything else? Uh, that you, you really liked it. You really liked wagging when people would stop and be walk? nice. Do you want to talk about your brother, Russ, who you love so much? No, he doesn't. He says, let's talk about me. Okay, Walker, come back up. No, come. Come back up, Walker. And let's. Let, we're going to move off the lab. And what do you want people to know? The Beagle Freedom Foundation did a, does a great job. He's not about him. Hi, Walker. So he likes, he likes his baths. Yes, he loves bubble baths. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he... So I asked him what he wants people to know. He loves his baths. He likes, he likes the, he likes the whole thing. Wow. I always thought that. He likes the whole thing. I've never had a dog say I like my baths. Like I see him in the bathtub. He likes the, the warm water. He likes warmth. I think again, it's cooling him from the, that, that memory of the cold. And people ask me about rescue dogs. And so, a lot of the times it's noise. For him, it's the coldness. That's first oh. time. It, he didn't like, he, so the warm water, it, it just, it's like when people who like to take baths and they've been outside in cold weather and, and it just warms him to the bone. He loves it. And, and you do, and I, every time he's had a bath, I, I'm not getting that it's you. It's other people give, have given him baths. The temperature is always right. And he loves the, the feel of the water. It's like lukewarm. He loves yeah. the towels afterwards. He loves how he feels. He's fascinated by the soft smell. It's not overpowering. He, okay, so I get a chemical smell from wherever he was. I have no idea. We just talked about labs. There was a chemical something where he was. 
that smelled. And so the, whatever the scent is in the shampoo, he is calming to him. Oatmeal. It's cal- It's calming to his skin. It, the smell of it. You love it. Yes. And he, the way you're petting him now, we're talking about baths is different from how you were petting him when we first started. And he loves how this he's, he- pardon? This yes. is his favorite. And he, he, you do that when you dry him off and afterwards. And he yes. loves, he, 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 he loves it. Why you're exactly you- right. I take the, cause he gets really wet right here and I have to take the towel and uh, dry him under like his armpits. Cause it just, all the water drips down. Yep. So I guess they give dogs baths in, in labs. I never well, thought about he that. He got a couple on his journey. He, uh, well, I think they spray them with a hose. I, I was going to say they just hose them and it's quick yeah. and fast and the water's cold. Yes. And Okay. Yeah. I got so that. Likes it warm and and gentle and oatmeal bubble bath. Loves it. What he, he loves the temperature, the the whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. Okay. So, so we got. So what else? Do you, okay. So you want he want food. Okay. So food he's still adapting to. I guess he had digestive transition. Okay. To his, yes. To his new food, and he still it still lingers. I guess maybe. Okay. So his digestive tract is not completely. I cannot believe you said this because every eight months he will um, have a a tummy issue. Every eight months, like clockwork, it lasts a week um, and he has like runny stools and no one knows what it is. So has, I mean, I I assume you've taken him to a vet for this. Can't can't figure it out. Okay, so do you do a journal? So it's normal. So when you get to the six month mark, I, I want you to start, keep a journal of so that you can take that information to the vet. Well, it only happens once every eight months. I know, but it's still happening, but I can still feel it even though it happens at eight months. It's like building up. So, so, you know, whatever you're doing that stops it, you help them with it. Yeah. And then it gets better and then it comes back. So there has to be like a systemic change because it's not, uh, it's not completely fixed. Does it, is it from the laboratory or is it, um, it it might be a scarring thing that, but I, I get the sense like, okay. So I get the sense like his digest. Oh, so did he have a tube in his mouth? We don't know. Maybe you don't don't know, know, but we're just going to say it doesn't matter. So I get the sense that his digestive tract is like, like I just, I had sewage pipes that I replaced. They were old. And so I mean, they were from the 1940s. And when I saw them, they were like clay that they were crumbling. His digestive tract is sort of like that. It's an older, for however, how old is he? He's four. Okay. See, I feel just nauseous. However old, he's four. His digestive tract is that of an older dog is my sense. It's like, it's got a, it's like needs an oil lubrication. I don't know. I'm not a vet, but I see that it looks like my clay pipe. It's similar so that when you talk to the vet, you can say, you can ask about that. Is there a lubrication or something we can do so that it's it's like, to me, it's like you, like they treat it when he gets this issue at the eight months when it happens, you treat it with something. No, it runs its course for like two days. He'll eat normally. He's just having um, 
He just has these stools for like two days out of nowhere um, and it just passes. So he'll get like um, white rice and chicken. So but you do I'm treat curious. it. You do change the food. See? You, yes. You, you, and I'm curious, does the word intubation mean anything to you? Well, that was where I thought about the tube in his throat. When I say, well, did he have a tube? Because I felt something in my, my track. Yes. That's what that means. Wow, that um, is it's v- extremely likely that he had a tube in his throat um, from the slab that he was at. So that very much, uh, yeah. So my my feeling is that's like I got the sewage thing. Is that like it? It had some effect on his. I don't know about tubes and dogs, but there's yeah. probably a vet that that your organization has worked with with dogs who've had tubes in their in their throats that most of our dogs. Yeah. Okay. So I just like, for me, I'm like, is there like a cod, like a cod liver or something that soothes it so that like, I'm one, I'm just wondering if it builds up because I see it and like an old pipe can build up the roots get in. It's the same to me. And I get this metaphors. Those of you who listen, I, I get metaphors a lot in doing this to me. It's like, he's a, he's, esophagus is is like a tube that like a clay pipe and that so it go he eats his normal food and then it gets it's he's okay and then it just sort of builds up and he's sore and then it's like he can't eat anymore and the the rice and the chicken but is there any oil that you put in it in that rice and chicken, it just, it feels like it gets lubricated. Maybe there's something from the chicken. or No, I think what you're maybe channeling is that in the laboratory, he had medicine pumped in a tube through his throat. I I don't know if that, if you're getting that. I might be getting it mixed, but I'm feeling, I mean, I definitely got that sense of like. Yeah, because that's what he, it was, that was his experience. Oh, he just came back in. Okay, so. Walker, we're trying to figure out what Walker. you would like that. Well, well, he can come if he wants. Walker, is there anything they can do to help you with the food getting? It's like, he, okay, I'm getting the word stuck. It's like the food gets stuck. It gets backed up. So it goes down and it gets backed up. And I think that, I mean, has he ever had a scan of his track at that time? No, but I think we should get one. I think it would be interesting to find out what the vets find and terms of, because it may help other dogs that have had tubes and how they're responding to digestive issues and eating and the different kinds of food. And if you find that the rice and the chicken helps, I imagine there's some broth in there with the chicken. Yes, I'm sure. So that's the liquid. I kept getting a liquid. There's something is helping it. And maybe the trick I mean, some people would say it's only two days, but I think there's no, a bigger. I think, I think there's a bigger thing going on, and I think it would be interesting when, like, to do maybe um. So he has it. Do a scan then, and then two months later, do another scan and compare, and to see what is going on, why it's happening, especially since it's repeated. It's like a yeah. It's like a, the pipe, like my pipes had roots would grow through and then they would rototill them out or whatever it's called. And then it would be fine. And then it would happen again because they'd grow back. He's got something that's hap- tr- making it happen again. And I feel like it's yeah. like my clay pipe that it's, it's doing it for some reason it clears and he can um, process everything fine and his stools are normal. And then it happens again because of 
this tubing thing that um, it's like scarring is the sense is what I'm seeing. Uh, that's kind of what I started feeling was like, I bet it, he's scarred. Like, or and, like it was rough. It's had too much. It's had too much. Yeah. Like people who get seasonal allergies, it builds up. It's really uncomfortable. It makes me nauseous and it goes all the way down. So it's yes. not. It, he was it goes, intubated. I, yeah. So I can feel that. Uh, well, I guess, I guess to make him not miserable. Did, are there any, um, I'm curious if it's not too upsetting for him. Is there a moment that like he started to trust me or okay. what? I, I I would love to know that. So you were outside and okay. I need to clear out this tube thing first. <laughs> okay. I just don't want him to be in pain. Oh, from he, it. Okay. He, he's not, we were talking about it. So let me tune into with Walker. Walker, we're oh. going to talk about something else. We're going to talk, we're done. You're not going to be tubed ever again. Never. And he's like, promise me that he, so he gets nervous about going to the vet that they are going to put it back. That's something if you've ever noticed that he l- likes a lot of reassurance. He likes gentle hands. I guess yes. somebody in the lab. Oh, that's why I was like saying to you, somebody in the lab was gentler with him. Wow. I see a white lab coat. It was a woman who was gentler with him. They would take them out of the cages individually. And he, that was the only time he was held sometimes. And wow. he liked being held close to the body. It's this feeling. Wow. So that when he goes to the vet, it's important if you're going to do this, anything that he, he likes it, that people are very gentle with him. And I think that's one of the things that Shannon and your team who works very closely with Project Freedom Foundation is finding people who are very kind and touch the animals gently and yeah. res- respectful. So, so yes, yeah, so the vet, so no, he's not, he's, he's, we're, he's clearing it out. He says, we got it. Okay. So Walker, we're going to go to your connection with Lily and what, what made you turn the corner? He was watching you for a long time. He watched you like a hawk. Yes. He watched you like a hawk to make his decision. And then he made a choice and he came to you. And I get this vision. It was outside in the sunshine that he came to you in a special way and climbed in your lap. And yep. I cried. I remember um, he came up to me for the first time outside at my apartment's little dog run. Mm -hmm. Um, He came up to me. Yeah. Yeah. He made a choice then because he'd been watching you. He was selective and there were others that were trying to get him who wanted him to come to them too, because he goes, everybody loves it when the dog picks them, but he says it in a very kind way, like a wise way. He's like an older dog. Wait, was this the first time he met me ever? Well, I don't. Is that know. also this could? I I'll let you keep going. I'm curious if this was the first time I met him or that time at my apartment because it could have been the first time I met him. He was outside and everyone kept going to pet him, and I was. I it was the second I decided I was gonna take him home. And was he, when he and came to you? He like I just picked him up and put him on my lap, and he just melted. And he was like, had not looked comfortable at all. Mm-hmm again he had the choice and you yes. allowed him the choice and some dogs choice is really important yeah so he was allowed the choice and he felt safe and remember what i said about the woman in the lab yeah said, what exactly did you do when he climbed into your lap i rubbed um 
God, like that part of his body you said earlier, like his shoulders. Yes. I have a photo of me like kind of petting him there. And, and you had him close. Close. Like the woman in the lab. All totally close. Yep. Yeah. So in a way to me, it's like, it just shows that if when people are working, like sometimes labs and, and shelters, you know, like, oh, well, this awful place. There are people working there that are making such an impact because whoever this woman was that worked with him in the lab set him up so he knew where to go for safety wow. and gave him hope. And he found that with you because you were familiar in a very positive way and he chose you. So that was, I think he was telling me both that time, but there was also another time, maybe it was at the apartment where he turned the corner in terms of perking up. Okay. Yeah. Does he like me? What, what does he think of me? Like what? I'm of course so he likes you. He, of course he likes you. He sort of laughs. He goes, well, isn't it obvious? But he goes, but that he says it's hard in your house to show how much he likes you. And then he sort of rolls his lies like the other guys. That is so funny. Here he comes. Yeah. Here he comes in now. Here he comes over. Are you being silly? No, he says it's your face. I know, Walker. You've got your hands full. He's got his hands full with these other dogs. And remember, if the other dogs are going to get loud, what's his pattern that he's going to do? He's going to go quiet. Aaron Walker. It, it, yeah, that's funny. It, it, but he yesterday he barked a lot and was like expressing his voice and I was so proud of him. Well, he's like, learning. Yeah. yeah. I bet he's going to do it more. So Walker, so you just asked, does Walker like me? Walker, we're going to tell her some specifics about her that you really like, like oh. now. Like he's grateful for the, what you did in the past, but moving forward and now, he says he would like some more treats actually. He said he could use more okay. treats and he says more frequently. He said, oh, more free. My, my stomach, my body relaxes. He says more frequently is better because he does better with smaller amounts. Okay. It's just his brother is obese and on a weight loss program. And when I give one, I have to give them all. But he said he doesn't care. Just give them anyways. No, 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 no. Because he remember he in the lab there were some other dogs that he was sort of watchful over. So right. no, he does can you hear. let him know that? That no, well, you like can it. tell him. Oh, he can hear me. Sure, he can. Oh, it's you Walker, that can't hear can, him. It's Russ. Russ is too. Ch- oh my god, he like totally just perked up and looked over. He knows. Russ is too fat, so we all have to suffer, and you can only get them sometimes. No, 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 no. He says he's done, he, he's done suffering, remember? Oh, sorry. Right. Um, so we can only get them twice a day. Okay. So he said- That's what we're doing. That schedules can be changed. Okay. I'll change it. We're going to bump it up you to can four fi- You can find, you can, if you need to do all of them at the same time, and any dog trainer would tell you this probably, you can give them smaller amounts. True, but Walker needs more. Okay, I'm going to up so, so the other dogs don't need to know that Walker is getting a larger size. True, and You're he's gonna, a bigger boy. They don't need to know. They're going to be so happy for their treat that they're getting an extra treat. And you still, like, I make my dogs sit. So it's good to have your routine. Yeah. They're going to be so happy that they got a treat that they're not going to pay that much attention probably if you're discreet and you know how to be discreet. Right. You can give him more, but he likes a little bit more. Okay. And more free, he, but he, 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 he likes more frequent. So it doesn't have to be more 
each time, but he wants them more frequently. This is so funny. So his dad is um, in the other room listening and he said, I felt that yesterday when I wanted to give him another one. Um, and he went out and brought Walker a second tree. Uh, and I remember that yesterday. That is so, you're exactly right. Yeah. He wants and, them more frequently. Okay. And his dad went and brought, what does he think of his dad? His dad's name is Corey. He thinks he's great. He says he, ta- he, Corey, hears Walker more than you do. Wow. And, and they, he talk, they talk a lot and he's like, you could all talk to me together. Cause it's true okay. because Corey talks to him like, like, I guess Corey taught, I didn't hear him, told you that Walker wanted an extra treat. Yes. yes. So that's because he listened to him. He was paying attention, whether to body language or whatever, but he, and now he's also respected what Walker has said. So Walker's learning that it pays to tell what I want. And is he, is he scared or nervous of Corey at all? Or so Corey walks fast. Sometimes Corey's, yeah. Corey's big and he walks fast sometimes. And so it's the feet walking. He doesn't want to get trampled. Interesting. And yeah. the, other, the other dogs are more agile than Walker is. And so he, they skid about. Yeah. And, and so Walker's not as used to that. And so okay. it's not Corey per se. It would be anyone. Any man. And he does that with any man. That, and, that's interesting. And I don't know that, it, I, I don't get the sense from him that it's men. I mean, if you brought in a woman who was tall like that and walked the same way, it's the movement. It's the physical. It's, it, it's, it's that he doesn't want to get trampled and he has a space thing. He likes to be able to be in control of his space. That, that leads me to another question. So when Corey comes home, he'll get really excited and run in circles, like yelling, so pumped. Like it's his favorite. But when... Corey wants to pet him. He'll like, you know, he's not, it takes like a couple hours. What's that about? If he, because next time Corey does it, watch that Corey's standing there and bending down over him. If Corey, right. Yep. Okay. So if Corey, and then a couple hours later, is Corey sitting on the couch or something? And then he comes over. So if, what if, what if Corey comes home? takes his shoes off for some reason. I'm like, take the shoe. They're, they're like boots or something. Takes they're big the, white sneakers. They're, yeah, they're, so takes those off, sits down. Then Walker can say, oh, this is nice. And it's not the standing over him, you know, here, here's Walker and here's right. this big person coming down to pet him. He's like, what's this? He Because he gets so excited before then. Yeah, yeah you're so right. So if he lets, Walker does his thing, and then Corey does his thing and they sort of ignore each other and doesn't try to connect as much, just high grading, and then goes and sits on the couch. Walker can come and sit next to him. They're equals. And then they can have their bonding moment. I love it. I'm so excited to do that. Yeah. That, wow. You're incredible. Wow. Well, thank you. Well, hopefully it will work. But I, I, I sense that that's what he wants. He doesn't like, and, and I've had that with other dogs where they show me a picture. It's not so much the person, it's the behavior that the person is, is doing that has the dog like, wait, what's this? Walker is a dog that likes to know his space where he's safe and what's happening, the sudden movement. So someone coming home, as much as he's excited, he's not sure what's going to happen. And does he like our new house? We uh, speaking of space and like, he loves it. He loves it. He loves being able to explore and get, he loves to get away from the other dogs 
And I guess, does he have a bed that's somewhere else that he can go to Outside. away from the other dogs? Yes, and he has his couch that only he can get up on. Yes. Yep. He likes that. So he has options. Choice, we're back to choice. Right, Please. that's what made me think of it because now he has so much more space and choice. Um, and it, it's like he's a new dog now. Like so much more social and running and barking for the first time. Um, I was curious, I, it had to have been the space. space. I was just curious if, yeah. Well, it's space and choice, and he 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 knows what to expect. The structure, so is even though he has choice, you still have your rules. Like he knows that that's his bed. The other dogs are not going to go there, and so it's not like I'm saying just give a dog choice. It's it's people work with dog trainers to to come up with the rules of their house and what you're going right. to train the dog and you're trained your dogs that that is walker's space these are his spaces and so walker is secure because he knows what the house rules are and so he so, likes rules all dogs like rules right like, i figured i figured yes. but well except my 16 year old chihuahua he makes the rules but walker i feel walker really does well with structure um and rules most dogs do. Right. Most dogs, the and Walker's like the 16 year old could still learn a few things. But that but he is, loves that dog. I, oh, he, sure. He may be talking a talk, but Ross is like his best bud. Well, he's amused by him too. And he learns from him. He learns what's safe too. And that's. Yes. A, Ross a was also abused. Yeah. So he, he's shown him and offered reassurance. And so he can trust he can trust the people in the house and he can trust the house that there will be food. He doesn't, and there will be care if he's uncomfortable. Oh, so Walker has come to you and can, will continue. He lets you know when something's wrong. I guess, has he had something in his paw or some, he's had to come to you when he needed help, something just like a minor thing. Yeah. He does that with a lot of things. Yeah. So he's learned that, that you're safe. And he's yeah. learned that from the other dogs too, seeing that, oh, I can tell you something. Okay, so I want to see if there's anything else. Do you have any other yeah. questions? I have a list of questions, but I, we, okay. I, I'll see if there's one more that's, um, we covered the lab. I don't know, is there anything he's eager to tell me or share with me or wants me to know about him or that I can do for him? Okay. Well, that's a lot. Okay. I'm going to just ask him generally. Yeah. Just if anything he wants me to know. Okay. So Walker, what would you like Lily and Corey to know about you? Anything you want them to know? Okay. The first word I get is more. Have you given him peas? Do you give him peas? No. I, I'm a little round pellets of something. It was the first His thing. Dog food is that. He's saying more. Are, there, are they little round pellets? Yes. Okay, he wants more. I guess he wants, is he skinny now? No, he's thick. Chubby. Okay, so he, he's, that was his first thing. Okay, so I'm going to ask him. He says more. He wants more. Okay. He likes it. Oh my God, it's these little, in his dry food, there are these little balls that there are only like eight of them. Um, like, you know, they're just like sprinkled in and he loves those. Are they green? They're yellow. They're oh, like no. a yellowish. Yeah. Okay. So I think he wants more of those. He wants more of these little round things that are like peas. Okay. Yeah. They look, yeah. They look like peas. Yeah. They're, they're around. Yeah. Okay. He wants more of those. Okay. So that's one thing. Okay. So Walker, it, we're going to assume that he goes, yep. Look at him and see if he's, he, 
Okay, he wants that. What else, Walker? Is there anything else that you want anyone to know? He says, thank you. For? Thank you for what, Walker? The care, for paying oh. attention and getting me out. So he knows. He, I think he knows. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I just say what I get. Sometimes I, I say, I'm like, this sounds like I'm just saying it. But I think I get from him what he's saying is, thank you for getting me out. It wasn't easy. It's a hard transition for the dogs. So the volunteers and the people who are doing it, how, he knows that the people, it's work with these dogs. It's not just getting a dog like, oh, we're going to go get a dog from the lab. It's a lot of details that come together. And he wants to say thank you. He's showing me, I guess he's aware, there's paperwork, there's there's like steps. I don't know how dogs know. I've never done this. So I'm just saying he knows that there are many steps and many, many people involved and there's legalities and there's just, and then the dogs, he says the dogs come out he says, we come out and we're bewildered. And I've, I've never seen this. There be will, we're bewildered and it's a lot of patience. People want to give up. He's heard people say, is it worth it? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? And he's saying, thank you. That's oh. his, he's saying, thank you for not giving up on me and for us. It makes a difference. It, it, I just see all this. It's like, it's just a lot of work. It's like this tangled, like, I see like manila folders and. I have his adoption certificate in a manila folder. Oh, really? Yeah. He's saying thank you. He knows, he knows that there's a lot. It's like, you might have a manila folder with his adoption, but getting him there took many manila folders and many steps to get to one manila folder. It makes me cry. It's, it took many steps to get to one manila folder. And he says, thank you for all the dogs. Well, I want to let him know it was worth every second uh, and all the patience in the world. I would do it again tomorrow for him. Yes. And he is not a burden. And I want him to know that. He knows that. And you can talk to him. Yeah. You can tell, he knows he's not a burden and he knows it's all good. He has, good. he's very fortunate. He's talking about the other guys yeah. that are still there and waiting for their turn. And that it depends on not just the same people. And he wants to say thank you to the people who are kind within the labs. He says that. Wow. And that yes. He says, thank you for the good care. There are good people in the labs looking out for us. And he says, thank you to everyone who shows kindness along the way. And that it doesn't happen with the same people doing all the work. Interesting. It happens with new people feeling like, okay, I can help. I can do this. Wow. And so it, I guess like... Instead, some like so as we wind down our conversation today, yeah. And I, I, when I work with rescues, I say, you know, can people make a donation? Would you can they, would you like them to go to your website if they want to learn more? We have you go to the Beagle Freedom website. Why don't you tell them what it is now? Where they, if, yes, they make- if you'd like to make a donation or just learn more about animal testing um, and the beagles that are being tested on, go to bfp.org. That's bfp as in beagle freedom project.org. Okay. 
And so you can donate. But what I'm getting from Walker is that besides financial donations, sometimes you need people who are experienced and can help volunteer to carry out some of the tasks because there's many tasks and many ways people can help. And we have a group of 29 Beagles arriving from South Korea and Los Angeles. So if you are in the area and have it in your heart to take in one of these special souls, please submit an application at bfp.org and our wonderful adoptions team will be in touch. And when do these Beagles arrive? Uh, I believe they are getting in uh, in the next two weeks. So they start arriving. Um, Okay. Yeah. They'll be arriving. They'll be arriving. Walker is hopefully going to have to tolerate another um, foster beagle, but it sounds like he's very pro. Pleasure. Yes. So I think he'll be happy about that. It's his pleasure. He is. He he can work, and this is the kind of work he loves to do. Good. Yay. Good. So I think we've I think we've covered everything for today. I look forward to talking with you and the Beagle Freedom Foundation. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was, we uncovered so much that I'd always wanted to know. So thank you. Thank you for giving a voice to Walker. Well, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And I encourage you to continue talking to him as well. And if you need help, Corey can help. But um, talking with dogs, I think, as you can see, really does work. Dogs are willing to share stories and things that they want us to know. So, and and by the way, the dogs that we're getting in are also flying to SFO in San Francisco. So anyone okay. watching in that area as well, we always need our incredible fosters and adopters. Okay. So you, go there if you're interested in helping or learning more if you're not ready now, yes. but you might be another time or have thoughts. You're open to the volunteers because from Walker has shown me, it takes a lot of people to make this happen. Truly, it takes a village. Great. If you're interested in more in my work, I'm Liz Murdoch. You can find me at uh, talkingwiththedogs.com or Instagram. And I look forward to helping you in any way I can talking and understanding your own dog. So Lily Walker, thank you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you all next time. Thank you so much, Liz. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs.